0: Well, we are alive, pal. Mike, how you doing, my friend?
1: Ooh, my face is on fire.
0: Oh yeah. I, I was waiting.
1: I was waiting for you to call me, and I decided to eat my dinner. Uh, decided to have some suicide wings. Uh oh. I am on fucking. I I am dying here.
0: Whew. I'll I'll tell you what. About on Monday night, I got a severe sunstroke during the day, drinking margaritas in my backyard. Uh, no regrets, but uh, after that was done, I ripped into a bed Doritos, Yeah, it, it messed me up for the whole, and I was done for <laughs> almost two days after that. It it hit me harder than the hangover after the margaritas. Yeah,
1: that, that'll fuck you up right in the cornhole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we got a lot to go through today, man. Um, I'm sure that the people are excited about today's episode. We're going to be counting down our top seven debuts of all time. Uh, we got some good feedback on our Facebook today about that. Uh, check can us out on quickly, Facebook.
1: Can we quickly point out the irony of the list today?
0: Well, yeah, I was going to roll right into that first point in the second here. Um, we're, doing a, we're doing a list on debuts. Uh, 24 years ago today it was a very big debut, correct?
1: Yes, sir. Oh,
0: Sorry, and for those that don't know, we're recording on uh, Wednesday the 24th, uh, very late at night. Uh 24 years ago today. Tell us what happened, Mike. Very 20, quickly. I'm hoping 20, we might be talking about it
1: later. 27th, to be exact, not the 24th. 25. So
0: sorry.
1: Uh, it was 24 years ago that uh, Scott Hall uh, made his debut in WCW uh, as as the Scott Hall character, uh, which of course uh, really began the Monday Night Wars.
0: Uh, it was a it was definitely the moment that made WCW a contender for sure. And uh, not, this is I'm
1: not gonna tell you if it's on my list or not. I'm not gonna tell you where it is, if it is on my list, but no matter where it is on my list, whether it, even if it's not on my list, even if I don't count it as one of the best debuts, it's gotta be one of the most important debuts.
0: Hundred percent it moved the needle. Uh, And we're going to see if, uh, I guess, uh, a certain tag team has been following uh, us on Count It Out because there was a debut tonight on uh, AEW.
1: Yes. So 24 years to the day after Scott Hall invades WCW, FTR shows up in AEW.
0: Uh I absolutely. Now I haven't watched the whole program yet, but I did go out of my way to um to find the clip of, of their debut because I thought it was very fitting based on what we're talking about tonight. Did you have a chance to see their debut?
1: Uh just a small clip, a really quick clip, um and pictures. And I saw a picture of their very first AEW t-shirt.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't seen that yet either. So you're a t-shirt uh, guy. Uh
1: there and the t-shirt uh spells out their name uh on this shirt not sure if they mentioned this on tv but uh, a lot of questions on what the what ftr would stand for in atl in in aew uh, now for those who don't know FTR started off as a, a kind of an inside joke it was the the young bucks always saying fuck the revival
0: and it was cody actually cody started it
1: was it Cody that started that?
0: Yeah, the very early days uh, when being the elite was, can't miss, uh, in my opinion, the early days of being the elite was some very, very, very entertaining stuff. Uh, not so much anymore, but yeah. it, it's still decent. It's still decent.
1: And then uh, and then that kind of molded where uh, they adopted that name in WWE and kind of used it to be called Free the Revival when they were trying to get it out of their contract.
0: They also started off uh being forever the revival as well. Ah. Uh, I didn't it, remember that. It's definitely been a fun couple of years of Twitter jabs back and forth between the revival, the Young Bucks. Obviously, it's the right program to go with. I kinda like the way they brought them in tonight, though. They they didn't attack the Young Bucks, they saved them.
1: Right. Yeah, and they went after uh Butcher and the Blade, <laughs> which uh which is interesting and I think is the right move uh burying the lead and jumping straight into a few between uh the bucks and uh and ftr i think was a bad idea uh this is something we need to wait for this is something we need to to get hungry for i agree um, and starting That's- them off against a tag team like butchering the blade
0: great yeah, and it's a great great day to get their foot in the door. Butcher and Blade are a great tag team. Uh, one one complaint that I've had with AEW, because uh, I'm a big AEW fan, but I, I feel like they're rushing too much. Uh, I feel like they rush Cody and MJF, and there's been no follow-up with that. Um, and I'm glad that they're not rushing in and going right for the Bucks and, and uh, FTR, I guess, as, as they're going by now. I think it's smart. Let's build it up a little bit, you know? Have them save each other a couple times. Have them... You know, build up and and make us want to see that match.
1: Now, I didn't finish my uh, my, my little bit there. D- are you aware of what FTR is now standing for? I do
0: not know what it's standing for now.
1: According to the the very their very first AEW T shirt, FTR means "fuck the rest." Fuck the rest. Yes. Okay, I can work with that. Yeah, me too.
0: I can work with that, and and you know, and this is going to be good. It's better we, than what they were. They were
1: talking about being called the
0: Revolt. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that.
1: Well, there was a bit of a pushback. I guess there's a there's an indie team out there that uh, that that's called the Revolt, and yes. uh, and apparently they're they're actually friends with uh, with, with, with FDR. So it, it was kind of a there was kind of a pushback there, going, "No, nah, you guys can't do that."
0: Well, so I was they, told they I got, I, from what I've read, they got sent a cease and desist order. I didn't know it was that bad. You know. That's what okay. I read. Now, again, I'm yeah. reading I'm, I'm not on the inside. I'm no John Pollock or yeah. Dave Meltzer or anything like that. But that's just what I read on the internet. So if it's on the internet, it's got to be true, right? Of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our take. And, and one more, one final point about FTR debuting. Love the finishing or the big moves that they hit. Oh, my God. shout out to my boys, the brain busters with the spike pile driver there.
1: We mentioned this weeks ago when they got their release, how great it would be if, if they, they at least had a an encounter with the brain busters. They are now working in the same company as Arne Anderson and Tully Blanchard. They need to at least have some sort of encounter. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm i looking forward to the possibilities. That tag team scene, the tag team division in AEW is the best tag team division in wrestling right now. Uh, the talent in there is unreal. You know, Young Bucks, um, um, Penta and and Phoenix, um, uh, the best don't friends, sleep. Luchasaurus. And,
1: yes, yeah. I was going to say, don't sleep on Jurassic Express, man.
0: Jurassic Express are putting out great matches. That That tag yeah. team division is stacked. Private party. Uh, Prime the party.
1: party they're, they're entertaining i yeah. do uh, enjoy them and yeah. you
0: know what you got to give props to the champions as well kenny omega and hangman have been before this whole thing started and we lost the crowds they've been one of the best storylines that AEW has produced so far so right uh, i know that you have something you want to talk about tonight i also do um maybe we'll go with yours first since it's a little bit on on more of the downer uh side again unfortunately
1: yeah, just, it's been a rough couple of weeks in wrestling, man. It's been um,
0: unnecessary in this regard.
1: Very, very quickly. We're not going to go too deep on this. Um, most people know by now uh, stardom uh, star uh, Hannah Kimura passed away this week. Um, and I say passed away as a nice way to say it, but the fact is she killed herself. Um, and she killed herself mainly because she was getting hundreds and hundreds of, of horrible messages bullying her and telling her awful things and telling her to kill herself because of something stupid that happened on a fucking reality show in Japan. This shit has to stop, man. This, this culture of, of online shit and bullying each other and saying the most horrible things, to other people because you think you'll never have to pay for the fucking consequences. Well, somebody just paid for the fucking consequences this time. And that's the family of Hannah Kimura. Um, and what makes me fucking shake my head even harder is the same people that I see online say, saying things like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe this happened to her. And, you know, she, you know, the, 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 this shouldn't have happened. You know, how could people be like that? This is the same people the very next day. You know, are shitting all over Nyla Rose because because in their eyes she's not a real woman. How come you can shit on uh, on Nyla Rose for your stupid fucking views, but you know that's any different than what people have done to, to to Hannah Kimura? It's the exact same, and we have to fucking stop it. Wrestling fans need to be better.
0: Simple uh, as that. I cannot agree with you more. It's sickening. Uh, how anyone can speak to, uh, you know, not, it doesn't matter. On the keyboard, in person, respect people. You know what I mean? Uh, at the end of the day, this is professional wrestling. This is entertainment. These people are providing an entertainment for us. You know, I don't sit there and, and chirp Bruce Willis because I don't like the die hard, whatever. You know what I mean? Or the, what his character did. Like, these people are they're human beings at the end of the day. Um, yeah If you don't enjoy the product, then shut your fucking mouth and move on to something different. No one's forcing you to watch it, and we don't give a shit what your opinion is. If you want to sit there and tell someone to end their life or you want to be negative about everything on the product, then find a new fucking hobby to enjoy.
1: It's just, it's and and I know, I understand most people when they do shit like this, they're trying to be, you know, they're trying to play the heel on the internet because it's fucking cool. It's not. and And you're, you think that you know, these things aren't going to happen. You know, oh, it's never going to happen when I'm doing it. Well, guess what? It fucking happened. <laughs> and it happens. It just so happens it happened to a celebrity this time, so we're talking about it. But it happens all the fucking time to young kids. Oh,
0: and She was 22 years old. She was a kid. She was exactly.
1: 22. She, damn right she was a kid. And you know what? She was an up-and-comer. I've, I've seen some of her work in stardom. She would have been a name to talk about she she would have. i guarantee we would have been seeing her in an in the next day within the next five six years
0: like you know at the end of the day wrestling gets a bad enough reputation as it is and wrestling yep. fans get a terrible reputation oh. for being hillbillies or whatever losers in your mom's basement and all that stuff well you know what There's no excuse for this. And we deserve that. that We deserve the respect that we get right now when we act like that. Listen, do I enjoy everything that's on Monday Night Raw every week? Absolutely not. Do I enjoy everything that AEW does? Absolutely not. But I respect the performers. I respect what they're doing. And if I don't like something, I just fast forward it. And I'll express my opinion that I don't like something, but I'm not going to shut it out and I'm not going to be mean about it. It's just my opinion, right? everything on this list we we do a countdown list so we have our opinions but we're not rude about it we're not going to talk down about it i'm going to disagree with you because we all have different tastes but there is no excuse to treat people exactly
1: i've been watching wrestling for over 35 years
0: and it seems like
1: every year it gets harder
0: and harder and harder to justify being a fan so I'm going to put it out there to the wrestling fans of the world. Be better. Be more like the Counted Out community. We've been having great conversations on our Facebook page. Uh, a lot of fun. You know, if you guys don't agree with something, we say you're not rude about it. You voice your opinion because that's what this is all about. This is a fun topic. Wrestling is fun. Let's keep it fun. Let's keep the bullshit out, guys. You know, we got we put matches of the day out. Uh, we we talk about our topics. I had great conversations with many people in our in our community in, on the Counted Out community today, and I and I I'm, I want to give a shout out to our people because I think you guys are all awesome, and and I hope that the rest of the people can be like that.
1: Wait, uh, if if that's what we're going to call our fan base, the the Counted Out community, I, so 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 they're the cock. <laughs>
0: well, I mean. Maybe we can uh, we can talk about that guys. Okay, well, tell me tell me what you want to be, all right? Um, I'm okay
1: with... with our fans being cocks. So it's uh, we we I can work with that.
0: I mean, how do I segue into the stadium stampede from that? Oh. Um <laughs> I you know what oh. I do? I have a, I have a segue for it. I'm going to say that you're a cock because I asked you to watch yeah. the stadium stampede and you didn't do it, did you?
1: I, no, I haven't, and I, I tried. You keep telling me it's on YouTube, and every time I try I find a link, that link happens to, to be disappeared or taken down or broken or something. Wow. I haven't ha- found a good link to it.
0: I'm I'm going to, I guess I'll have to take the, take the weight on this one because this is the match that I feel like everyone was talking about coming out of Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Um, I love this. I love this match. I thought it was everything that Money in the Bank could have been and should have been. Um, except for one spot, which I will get into because I I do feel like they did fuck up, uh, one major, one major spot there. Um, but the whole presentation was great. They used that football stadium. They made their entrances like they were a football team, Mike. It was unbelievable. They had the exact setup that the Jacksonville Jaguars use. Justin Roberts announced them with jersey numbers as they came out. It was hilarious. The match was well paced out. Um, there is one spot that I think they should have given their head a shake about and it involved Matt Hardy uh, and Santana and Ortiz uh, in a swimming pool where they were um, drowning Matt Hardy, essentially. And this was days after Shad Gaspar had passed away. Um, I don't yeah. think, I, I think yeah, that's, that was a bad call. Now, I get it. like The way that they did the spot, it was a comedy spot where Matt Hardy kept changing personas. But okay. the last visual was them walking away with him face down in a pool. I think, you know, give your head a shake on that one, guys. That was a big fuck up. Yeah, That was a big fuck yeah. up. That's You know, that that was something. And this was taped beforehand, so they could have edited it, right? I think that other than that, I think this match was incredible. Um, the comedy worked in it. Chris Jericho, ch- he was throwing flags, trying to challenge the referees' callings, Um uh, he got super kicked into the practice nets. Everything about it was great. Uh, Moon salts off the field goal posts, guys. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way, check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, this was like to me. This was as good as the boneyard and the and the fire funhouse uh, level of match.
1: All right. So okay. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, so far to this day, I think my favorite cinematic match uh, of this kind of style is the very
0: first deletion match in TNA. Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll see if this uh, if this adds up to that. Yeah, well,
0: I I just think everyone everyone shined in it. Um, Hangman was great in it. Drinking beers with Swagger before they started fighting in the bar. Uh, Sammy Guevara was incredible in it. Jericho, incredible. Everyone everyone did a great job in this match, and I, I think it needs to have some praise sung upon it.
1: All right. Well, I definitely uh, will. We'll make sure to watch it before the next uh, recording. So we might briefly talk about it again next week. Perfect. Um, so th- let's quickly, quickly, quickly talk about a couple other little points from from all out uh, or uh, or double or nothing, I should say. Um, I I didn't see the whole show. I didn't see very much of the show. Who won, ended up winning the ladder match? Uh,
0: Brian Cage debuted and and he won the ladder match.
1: Oh, I knew he debuted. I didn't know he won the
0: match. He did. He won the match. I, I, uh, he debuted with Taz.
1: Okay, so that was. My next point. I was gonna. I was gonna talk about Cage. I didn't realize he was in that match. Okay.
0: So here's here's my problem with Cage winning the match is that it, it guarantees him a world title shot immediately against Moxley. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna fight at Fire Fire Fest or whatever that event is called that they're gonna do. Um, yeah. In my opinion, again, and too soon. I uh, to me, it's a very throwback of what TNA used to do back in the day, where you debut an ex WWE guy. In this case, it's an Impact wrestler. Uh, and you immediately put him in the title picture, and if he doesn't win the title picture, then where does he go from there? And if he does win, then you're just making your company look weaker. which,
1: which is exactly
0: what they just did with Brody Lee, hundred percent. And again, Brody Lee was too soon. Uh, to me, yeah. I'm okay with Brody Lee because I I don't see legs under that character. Uh, I I don't I don't see that. I I haven't I haven't enjoyed it personally. No, neither of us. Brian Cage is a beast, though, and they paired him with Taz, which I think is a good pairing for him. I know you don't agree with that.
1: I it's not that I don't agree. I just don't get it yet. I I just want to see. I want to see a girl. Want to see what they what their idea is, but on paper, I I just don't get it.
0: Yeah, and um, I I have not watched Impact yet. I haven't uh, recorded, so I I will go through and see if they explain a little bit more. But something I said to you when we were talking earlier today is. I'm loving that they're bringing all these guys in for managers, you know, Jake the Snake, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Taz now. I want to see one of them form a faction. Yeah. You know, and I don't yeah. want it to be like a tag team, like we're going for the tag team titles. Like I want to see a faction with, you know, maybe six guys in it and, and somebody just represents all of them. I want to see it like a Heenan family type of faction form an AEW.
1: I'm, I'm sure we'll see something like that. I'm not, uh, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: You got anything you want to want to talk about before we move into the list?
1: Um, well, let, let's, let's quickly, quickly, quickly talk about the The Mike Tyson, uh, uh, spot here. Uh, so Tyson was at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it made a bit of an impact there. And then it was announced tonight. That he's going to be facing Chris Jericho at all. Uh, at all. That. Really? Now,
0: I did not see that yet. I, I, did, I was so not aware. Of
1: I apologize for the spoiler.
0: Well, you know, if you're going to go on the internet before you re- you watch it, it's your own fault.
1: I assumed if you knew about FDR, you'd
0: know about that. No, I just knew about that because he messaged me and asked me if I had seen the debut that happened on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self, I must read about or watch uh, AEW before recording with Mike on Wednesday night. That's a a huge get for them, man. Tyson's got a lot of buzz. It's a huge get for them.
1: A huge get. Because there's so much buzz around Tyson right now because of his his, uh, upcoming comeback.
0: Well, and Jericho's the
1: right guy to um, do this with. This is this is good for everybody. This is good, this is good for AEW, this is good for Jericho, this is good for Tyson. It gets Tyson back in uh back in the news, er, like back in into some focus. It gets uh it, it gets Jericho some heat. Uh it's good for AEW all around. Uh this is a great move for them. Um and and it's got a little bit of history, right? Oh, if you yeah. go back oh, what WrestleMania was that
0: uh No, not at not uh, WrestleMania. Not, he, knocked, he knocked Jericho out on Raw one time when they were doing Jericho. Right. Yeah, that's Mickey right. Mickey Rourke knocked Jericho out at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I'm, I was mixing up my, my boxers. Jericho's
0: taking some uh, punches. Oh, yeah. But listen, let's call it spade so, spade so here, though, Mike. The, Chris Jericho is the right guy for this. He's doing some of the best work of his career right now. Mike Tyson is a wild card let's he's you know you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. he gets excited, you know he's Tyson yep. right Jericho is the guy yep. that can work around all of that, and Jericho's not afraid if Tyson gets snug to take a punch as it's been proven in the past
1: exactly yeah this is a i I think this is a, this is a good move for them uh, i'm uh you know me i I'm not the biggest advocate of AEW right now. I, I just I haven't gotten hundred percent behind them, but I give credit when I when credit is due. And right now, uh, I I think this is a smart move for them. This is great. And uh this is
0: and, and I'm a huge Tyson fan, so it's good to see him back in in the wrestling world. Well, maybe between my recommendation of the stadium stampede and Tyson coming in, we can get you watching a couple episodes and you can make your judgment on it.
1: Definitely. Well, well, you. I'll be watching a little bit more, anyways. Uh, just, uh, uh, just to watch, you know, Tyson in action.
0: I did try to watch some Impact. I know you're, you're a bigger Impact, Mark, and I had a hard time, but I'm still keeping tabs on it. I'm trying, Mike.
1: I've been a little, a little, a little, been a little out on Impact. Um, I'm just waiting for for Power to come back on. Yeah. I miss my NWA Power, man.
0: You know, and that's that's one I've got to get. I have not watched any NWA Power yet.
1: You need to jump on that. It's all on YouTube, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna, hey, you need to jump right on that. Well, and, um, so good.
0: you know, this is a good enough time, I guess. Uh, you, you've had a theme for the last month with your match of the day on our YouTube page uh, with the, the indie wrestling scene. And I have decided yeah. to take a page out of your book, and I will be starting a theme uh, come the beginning of June. And I'm going to be playing only NWA world title matches for the month of June.
1: NWA world title, uh, world title matches. I when we talked about this earlier, I thought it was just NWA matches in general. No, I'm, it has to be world. I'm matches. going. It has to be
0: NWA world title matches. Yeah, and I might throw you know a tag team match in there, a tag title match every now and then. Um, okay. I'm not too sure. I've done a little bit of digging around, and there's a lot of cool stuff on YouTube. I don't know if I can get a whole month's yeah. worth of stuff, but uh, I'm going to be definitely promoting the NWA world t- world title as much as I can.
1: The NWA goes so far back. And it goes through so many different promotions that, you know, I'm sure you can
0: find a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. I've got some cool stuff lined up for you guys to check out on our Facebook page at counted out seven, uh, the spelling of the word seven. Don't get me started. Everybody. Um, you can check (laughs) us out on Twitter and on Instagram also at counted out seven with the number seven. Um, and also while we're, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, no, you, you go. I was going to say, while I'm giving some shout outs and plugs here, I did have a couple I wanted to put out there. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, um, I'm, I might get the last name wrong here, so correct me. Uh, Rob Arabic, I believe.
1: I, I think that's right. Yeah. He has, I think that's he right. has a,
0: an amazing new Instagram page. Friend of the show, Rob. I've spoken to him a few times. Great guy. Check out his Instagram page. It's called my underscore wrestling collection. Uh, on instagram he's showing off his amazing wrestling collection he's got some real cool stuff on there check it out if you're a fan of wrestling memorabilia Uh, rob's got some great stuff again that is my underscore wrestling collection on instagram um uh, if you're if you're a fan of wrestling memorabilia he's got he's got some amazing stuff Signed Triple H, uh, ring used knee pad, uh, turnbuckles, uh, lot, lots of uh, ring worn gear. He's got some real cool stuff. So check out friend of the show, Rob. And while I'm giving out shout outs, uh, Derek Thomas tonight, you posted a promo of Iron Mike Sharp. Anybody who puts Iron Mike Sharp on our Facebook page is a win in my book. So shout out <laughs> to you, Derek, as well. <laughs> and Mike, check out the That's promo fun. if you haven't watched yet. It's fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah, I'll go, I'll go check it out. Uh, I'm always down for a good Mike Sharp uh, promo.
0: God bless Iron Mike Sharp, and bless you too, Derek Thomas, for bringing that great promo to my attention.
1: <laughs> now, uh, g- going into our list today, it, you know, it's funny. We, we pointed out the irony of, you know, the fact that it was 24 years ago that Skull Hall made his uh, his debut, and, you know, that tonight FTR made their debut, and this past weekend, you know, uh, Mike Tyson made his AEW debut. Yeah,
0: as you can tell, we've, we definitely researched and planned all of this. It was not a fluke that uh, all of these debuts happened to fall on our recording day. And Scott Hall, and uh, that was well-researched by uh, us here at Counted Out.
1: Um, I'm calling bullshit. Yes, that
0: is correct. That was 100% a fluke, yeah. and what a fluke.
1: Fluke. I'm going to tell you exactly how this happened. A few weeks ago, Tyler and I were just talking, shooting shit off air, and I mentioned one of my personal favorite moments that I, I consider to be a very underrated moment in the history of wrestling, and it happened to be about a, a certain person's debut. Uh, I guarantee we'll be talking about it a little later on in the I show. Hope. And right and right there, Tyler said to me, well, there it is. There's your next list. We're talking debuts. See, like
0: I said, well thought out, well planned. Everything works out for a reason. What do you think? Are you ready to lay me lay on your number seven? I,
1: I think we should jump in, and I, I, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna start this off by saying I know I'm gonna take some heat for some of this, um, because I look at my. This is a hard list for me because I look at my honorable mention list, and I guarantee my honorable mention list might be somebody else's full list. I have, almost, you know what I mean. I have
0: almost thirty names written down here. Um, uh, for me, I'm not going to obviously go over all of them as I, uh, you know, we, how we do this with the Arnold mentions at the end, but there's some, you, you had your work cut out for you this week. That's a hard list, man. I'm excited to see what you got for us.
1: It, it's it's going to be hard to, to to please everybody. Even you, I, I think even you you are going to question some of my choices and, and that's all I got right. A couple of Jack and and... In me. right.
0: I'm ready to get fired up tonight, buddy.
1: <laughs> but the way I looked at it was especially some of these, I wanted, I looked for two main things crowd reaction and impact. All right. All right. And some of these, starting with my number seven, you know, when you're thinking of crowd reaction, you think of a WWE show where, where there's, you know, 20, 20 30, 40,000 people in the crowd uh, ma- making
0: noise, yeah, right? You, well, that's not. I think you do things. your math like Vincent McMahon does his case. math. They're lucky to get 12 to
1: 14. That's not always the case, though. Sometimes, you know, you only have a couple hundred sitting in the ECW arena. What do you got? And my number seven
0: is the ECW debut of Brian Pillman. Oh, that is a great one. And I did not even have that on my list. And Brian Pillman, I'm ashamed of myself.
1: Um, this moved up and down my list a lot. It was it never left my list, but it moved from number five to six to seven up and down quite a bit. Um, Pillman, Pillman's ECW debut is one of my favorite moments in wrestling. Just that that moment when, you know, Joey Styles is standing there in the ring and the lights go out. When it comes back up, there he pointing is. Pointing that cane. The, 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 he's canning himself and he's pointing that cane up in the air. And then he just rips that like torch, like, like like torch of a fucking promo. Um, he wasn't there very long, and he he didn't do anything while he was there because he was injured. He had a fucking car accident right before he came in. Um, but he made his fucking statement, and he made people like people knew who the fuck he was when those lights come in uh, came
0: up. They they knew the flying Brian from WCW. Who was there and he was pissed. I think you can say that they knew flying Brian from WCW was dead and the loose cannon, Brian Pillman was being born Yes, because very, very Brian true. Pillman. The only real time he got to be the loose cannon, the way I think that he wanted to do it was in ECW.
1: I mean, we saw we saw the beginnings of it in, in at the at the end of his career in WCW. Yeah,
0: a little bit. But it was all it was all worked out as well. I respect you, Booker Man. Like I think Paul yeah. Him and just let him go and do whatever he wanted. By the end of this promo, he tried exactly. to whip his dick out and piss in the ring.
1: <laughs> oh man, he he is to this day still one of my favorites of all time. And and, and that's where it really all
0: started. Now, I haven't watched this promo a in a long time. A I haven't watched this promo in a long time. So just bear with me here and correct me if I'm wrong. Shane Douglas ends up coming out and and looking at Paul Heyman, going, "Paul, he's shooting. He's shooting on this, right, Paul?" Like that. That's the same promo. Yeah, I think
1: yeah, so. And, I, th- I haven't you know, watched it in a long time either. I I, I just it, it's that it's that that top that the the entrance, the the lights and the cane and all that that stays in my mind. But I think you're right. I think I'm think i going to try
0: to find that promo and post it on our uh, Facebook page if possible. Because that is a great promo. Um, and you know what? I know it's not going to be on your list. So I'm just going to mention it right now. His WWE promo was really good as well. His, uh, deb- his debut yes. when uh, doing the press conference with tears in his eyes. And then he snapshot into the loose cannon. Brian Pillman, uh, you're off to a great start on your list, Mike.
1: Well, uh, talk about somebody entering ECW. Um, moving on to somebody leaving ECW. We're going to uh,
0: Taz coming into the Royal Rumble to face Craig. I'm very surprised that this is so high on your list. I thought it would be lower at the bottom of your list in, the, in your top three, to be honest.
1: Um, it started there. I won't well, lie to you. When I first started the yes. list, it was my number three for a long and you time. You
0: foreshadowed this because this was actually the conversation that sparked this, this list was Taz.
1: I- Exactly, where we started. We were talking about this this great moment uh, at the Royal Rumble, and for those who who've never seen it or just don't remember it, and your your memory refreshed, uh, Kurt Angle was one of the hottest things going on right now at at this time. He was still uh, he was in his first year in the in the company. Uh, he was undefeated at mm-hmm. the time. He was the hottest fucking heel in, in the company. Like people hated him. He was such an arrogant prick and he, and he, he just, you know, he talked down to people and came out and talked about his three eyes. And it, it was fantastic stuff. I, I love, love that this era of Kurt angle, but somebody needed to put this bastard in his place. And for weeks uh, before the rumble, we were getting these little vignettes of just like this, like heartbeat sound and the number 13, would come up on the, uh, on the Titan and nobody knew what it was. And then uh, Kurt was coming out and he was facing an unknown opponent. And then the 13 came back up on the Titan Tron. You heard that heartbeat and then that fucking music. And I, I promise you right now, when we do a late nineties theme song list, this music is on my list. Uh. That, that that great music they gave him and then Taz comes out. And they have a... Taz's one and only great match in WWE.
0: I gotta go ahead and cut you off here because uh, you said something that made me sad, Mike, and, and you're right about it. This probably was Taz's only good match in the company. And and for how good of a worker he is, it's really fucking too bad, man. Cause, yeah, cause- it
1: really is, but you know, I've made my peace the fact that you know Taz had a great career in ECW. He just didn't have one in WWE. But you have to talk about that fucking debut. It's one of the all time
0: great debuts. It's one of my, and that pay per view is one of my favorite pay per views of all time. That's a good.
1: Word. That is a great, uh, a great card altogether. Yeah
0: yeah go out of your way to check that out you know between that that debut to open the show off then you went into a tables match with the hardys and the dudleys triple h and cactus jack in the street fight um mm-hmm. Royal rumble 2000 brought the brought it man and yeah it's of, a great uh, well and speaking the, of bringing it your list is bringing it pretty heavy right now man you're you're off to a hot start here mike
1: all right well uh my number five is a man uh well he's back and he's better than ever. And he's known for making things better.
0: Oh God! You think Number you just... five is Eric Bischoff. You just hit a wall for me.
1: Really? You you can't like remember how you felt when Eric Bischoff showed up on WWE TV for the first time. Uh, listen, In I'm
0: key... I'm a massive Eric Bischoff fan. Um, and yeah, when he first showed up, I was like, holy fuck, Eric Bischoff's here. But then he hugged Vince McMahon and I was just like, oh, that was kind of a letdown. I was was let down by it.
1: It was massive. It was, it was one of the biggest things. If you grew up watching the fucking Monday Night Wars and then you saw that show, it was massive. It was huge. It was something you never thought you'd see. And uh and I like that in a debut. When somebody shows up that you're like, Holy fuck, didn't think didn't think they'd show up on this show. That's a great thing.
0: Yeah, but don't you think they could have done something different and, and more exciting with them than just have, you know, Vince come out and cut that promo and then hug him?
1: I was okay with
0: it to be honest. Like I love Bischoff as the raw general manager, but I would have liked to have seen him debuted as a way to, you know, Take that from Vince instead of Vince hand it to him and be like, fuck you, Vince. I got your baby now. I think,
1: I think that maybe would have been too predictable.
0: You think so? What? But yeah. if you still don't say, like, Bishop, you could still have debuted him with the same amount of surprise, just had him, you know, take Raw from Vince.
1: Because they kind of already did that with Flair, right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. But Bischoff is, I don't know. I, I, I just didn't like the hug. I thought it was silly that they brought him in with Booker T doing his joke with him like I don't know. I I, I was Bischoff's run with WWE was very entertaining and I'm a big Bischoff fan. I yeah. feel like they could have done more with him.
1: Hmm. Well, uh keep that feeling cuz you're going to feel that 10 times about my number 4. Oh no. Because he was not used properly whatsoever. But his debut needs to be talked about. And that's the man they call Sting.
0: All right, now, I don't disagree with this one because this was a great debut.
1: Say what you want about Sting's uh, run in WWE. It wasn't what anybody wanted, including Sting. But did you see that coming? I didn't see that coming.
0: I'll tell you a story. Um... The reason why I subscribed to the WWE Network was because uh, the night of this pay per view, I I heard Sting was debuting. I I, I oh read it online. My.
1: I hadn't heard that. I and... didn't. I didn't read it. I had no. There was no rumors. I read nothing. It. I was just as shocked as I was when Eric Bischoff showed up all those years before. See that's you know, I, I was a hundred percent shocked. I did not know he was showing up. I didn't read it on a dirt sheet. Anything. I was sitting there watching the pay per view that night, and there's sting. That yeah. you know, Triple H is beating the shit out of the fucking Dolph Ziggler, and then you hear that music. It was uh, it, it was insane. It wasn't even the music. It was the fact that you know the lights went out and you heard that caca, and then, oh man. See now, because I because I had given up. I I I had given up on Sting being in WWE by that point.
0: Well, and I'm going to kind of I, I play a devil's advocate on you, Mike. And I don't think Sting was used as poorly as everybody else thinks he was.
1: Um, I, I just don't. I think it was a poor way to end such a legacy. That's all. Maybe. maybe.
0: The only thing that I really disliked that they did with Sting is um, that they made his feud with Triple H about WCW versus WWE. Because like, yeah, that, so that, that's, be that's, that's beaten to the ground, right? Um, yeah, I would have liked to have been. seen Sting maybe fight somebody a little bit different for his debut but Triple H was a good opponent I get why they put Triple H over because he was supposed to fight The Rock the next year in that tag match that was the, the whole reasoning behind it uh, so you had to have Triple H go over um, they probably didn't even have to have Triple H go over to be honest because they could have repaired him in I don't a year. think so yeah. um, but uh, you know, Sting's role at that point in his career should be to put people over uh, so I didn't have a problem with his role with Seth Rollins. I thought that was well done. His feud with Rollins, the um, but his debut was unreal, man. Uh, they made him come in and they they let him lay out the big guy, Triple H, and you can't debut in a bigger way than that at one of the biggest pay per views of the year.
1: Exactly, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a hell of a moment. Uh, I I felt like a kid again. With you know, with one of the biggest names of my childhood showing up on, on, on a a flagship pay per view, are you, you surprised?
0: Know? Are you surprised that the WWE let him go right now? No. See, I am because I think that at WrestleMania next year they should have done Sting versus Undertaker in a very cinematic type of match.
1: Yeah, it'd be great, but I I just don't think Vince sees it like that.
0: No. I just think that the this new style of match that's coming in can add years to guys like Sting and to Undertaker and Definitely. Um yeah, that that's my take on Sting. I I love the debut. I love this match. Uh I, I can't argue with that at all. I think it's placed well on your list as well. Well, we went
1: from Bischoff to Sting to WCW Staples. It only makes sense that my number three be Scott hall
0: hey yo
1: uh the man who debuted 24 years ago today and shook up the wrestling world
0: um
1: i i kind of read other people's lists just to see what other people were so we saying and you know what culture and and other list shows and stuff like that seeing what other people were, were saying wait a minute a is there's
0: other you- list shows out there kayfabe
1: buddy kayfabe yeah Yeah. um a lot of people didn't talk about hall's debut more than they talked about a couple weeks later june 6th when when the, the when the outsiders debuted kevin nash came yeah but i don't think that's as big no i don't either I don't think that's as big, and then and then another debut on a lot of people's lists was uh, was was at Bash at the Beach was was the NWO's debut, but I don't consider that a debut.
0: No, I, I'm with you. Same with me.
1: You know, it, it just so happened to me that this tag team hooked up with this other big guy and, and created a new stable. You know that happens all the fucking time. That's not a debut. Um. But Scott Hall showing up, coming from the crowd uh, on Nitro and people thinking that he was working for Vince McMahon and him allowing us to work, to think that he was working for Vince
0: McMahon. Oh, and his opening line, you all know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here.
1: That shit's never been done before. It was insane. It was it was it was it was fresh. It was clean. It was something so cool and new and you know uh, it, it, it was it was really really great. It got the fans going. It got people talking. Uh, it was good for both programs in in the beginning, yeah. Because people were people started tuning into Raw again to see if if Razor and Diesel were going to show back up, you know. It was uh, it was very important. This is the one we were talking about earlier. It's one of the most important, if not the most important, debut in, in wrestling history.
0: Yeah, no, uh, it changed the business. It, it changed the business one hundred percent. Hall and Nash did a great job. They were the right guys to to pull this off, uh, and I just like the way they did it. You know, there was a match with Mike Enos and like Stephen Dunn or somebody in the ring. It was two nobodies that. The, yeah. which is ballsy in itself because you're taking the chance that people are going to turn the channel anyways uh and all of a sudden with no real camera on him scott hall's walking out of the crowd you just see him in the background and he just jumps exactly. over and gets in the ring and like these guys just left yeah, the they, ring and let him talk
1: they were super smart about it they didn't make a, a focus of it you know saying oh who's that guy we know that guy. You know what I mean? They, they, they just let him, like, they treated it like some guy was just jumping in. Uh-huh. Like, unplanned. It was very smart.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, um, what, what number is that story on your list, Mike? Four or three?
1: That's my number three. That's number my number three. three. Yeah. Uh,
0: it is one of the biggest debuts uh, for impact, that's for sure. Uh, impact on the company. You know, people like to say that WCW started to turn the corner when Hogan came around. Uh, Hogan Hogan wasn't working. And all of a sudden, no. Hall and Nash, they were the cool guys at this time. You know, 1996? The company turned around,
1: company turned around when Hollywood Hogan came around.
0: Well, yeah, that's different.
1: <laughs> um, but you don't get Hollywood Hogan without the outsiders. Well, that's true.
0: But Hall and Nash, you know, Razor and Diesel, they were the cool guys at that time, man. Uh, they were the guys that, you know, the the Smart Marks liked because they were, they were cool. Uh, yeah. I, I can't, I can't disagree with that one at all, my friend.
1: Moving on to my number two is one that we talked about just last week uh, during our Undertaker list. Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> I hate you so I much. I
0: knew it. He laid Taker out. He was the first guy to get to him. Royal Rumble '93. Uh, yeah, classic at WrestleMania Nine finish it off at SummerSlam. I think that's it. We're done here. Let's take it home.
1: This is exactly what is between Tyler and I now. Bad blood. <laughs> um, of course, I'm talking about that's gotta be changed.
0: Oh, yeah, that was okay, I guess. Yeah. Fucking See, up. I only say this because you're not in the same room as me right now. I would never say the giant Gonzalez that much if you could reach me. <laughs>
1: Uh Kane's debut is one of the most impactful and uh and memorable debuts in WWE history. Yeah. It's simple it's simple as that. Yeah, uh, um, you know, we we really we really we don't have to talk about it too much this week cuz we talked about it a lot last week when we were talking about our Undertaker list, but the entire story was just so well done and and, and so thought out and so, you know, like long at that point that when Kane finally showed up and we saw him for the first time, it really shook us. It really made an impact.
0: He got the big push. Um, Vince uh, was amazing bringing him in. Uh, He laid Taker out. Um, He'd been hyped up for months. Uh, And, you know, it wasn't a hype up like the gobbledygooker where it was a letdown. You know what I mean this was this was done properly and it, it really goes to show what what the WWE is capable of doing when they're on um, how many years ago was that that was 1997 Kane is yeah. still relevant well maybe not so much anymore his career is pretty much wound down but as of last year Kane was still in high profile matches exactly yeah and, and you know kudos to, to Glenn Jacobs from going from Isaac Yankum to fake diesel to Kane. Don't forget the Christmas creature. I've I've I tried my best to. I'm gonna give a shout out also. The debut of Fake Razor and Diesel was done very well at Mind Games.
1: It was. I, I won't lie to you. It really was. Um
0: and I'm curious, Mike, because I'm looking at my list. I think I know You're
1: looking. And 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 you and, and I guarantee there's probably a good 30 fucking ones that you think I could pick right now, right? Yeah, I'm looking. Matt,
0: I've got two for sure that I'm going back and forth on. I'm going to go with my more obvious one, which I think it's going to be. I'm going to let you say your number one. I'm going to tell you what my other option was that I thought you were going to go with.
1: Okay. My number one is the Millennium Man yes why himself
0: that is the that is one of that is the obvious one i thought you were going to go with and i think when i mentioned my honorable mention to you you're going to wish that you put it on your list I told you i went I, I did my homework this week let's talk about jericho first but i'm going to blow you away with a couple of my honorable mentions all
1: right uh, the one you the one you were thinking about it's i'm sure it's probably on my honorable mention list as well i think so okay um, Jericho, man, what what a, what a way to bring this guy in. Mm-hmm. And they knew what they had because Jericho was nothing more than a mid-carter in WCW. They were never gonna use him properly. Vince must have saw something special in him because when he brought him
0: in, he brought him in big. Well, even before he debuted, that countdown was going on for months.
1: That's what I mean. This is they like they they built him up. Because when they kept that, that countdown going for so long, every single week, you were wondering who the hell this is going to be, which means it had to be somebody big. They couldn't have, they, they,
0: they would have screwed up so big by have blowing it on somebody small. What I liked about so, that countdown clock too is they didn't really acknowledge it for maybe a month. It would just kind of go, like it would show up and then they would cut back to a match. And, and Jaron the King didn't really say yeah. much about it. Yeah, Until it got closer. And then
1: it got closer and closer. And then, of course, right during the Rock promo. Do you remember which
0: city, by the way?
1: I don't remember which city. No, Oh, no, it was uh, Madison Square Garden, wasn't it? No.
0: It, w- it was even better, I think. It was one of the best wrestling cities in the world, Chicago.
1: Oh, of course it was Chicago.
0: Yeah, Chicago is a—it's uh, a—it's a great wrestling. It is, I think, the 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 best wrestling fans to for a live atmosphere right now in the world. Mm. Come on, what's better yeah, than Chicago right now?
1: Anywhere that doesn't chant CM Punk every five fucking seconds. Yeah,
0: but you know what? They're not even that bad with it anymore until they get provoked to do it.
1: I guess. But, uh, yeah, so so we're in Chicago this night. The Rock's in the ring. That countdown comes up and interrupts them and starts at 10. And it breaks down. It breaks down. And then that fucking iconic music that would go on to be one of the greatest themes ever yep. comes on. And we see Jericho in WWE for the very first time. And he says, welcome to Raw is Jericho. And the fans ate it the fuck up. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he... They
1: were there. He he had them, man. He had them 100%.
0: It's funny because I'm pretty sure that Jericho um, doesn't like the promo that he... I'm sure I've read this or maybe I've heard him say that, but I don't think he was a fan of the promo that he cut after that, though. I think he really liked it at the time, but I think he looks back at it being like, I get it now. Because he didn't have the WWE eyes on, right? Yeah. But the rock, let's talk about the rock in this segment though. The rock was on fire here. This is where he debuted. It doesn't matter who you are. That's right. Right? Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Massive. Um, I like that Jericho debuted with The Rock, so it showed confidence in him. I like that The Rock out talked Jericho because it showed that The Rock is the man. This is my house, buddy. Yeah. You can't just come in here with your countdown. Like you gotta step up.
1: Yeah but he didn't bury jericho either no no uh it's it's one of the greatest debuts it well obviously i think it's the greatest debut uh being at my number one um and thank god he went on to have the career that he did everywhere that he went yeah uh you know what i mean like he uh he became the biggest thing in wrestling
0: I think, I think I would agree with you that this is the right choice for number one. I'm looking at all of my, uh, I've got my list in front of me of just everything I've written down. And, and I think this is the best one. I think you nailed, I'm it. At think my, you nailed it.
1: I'm looking at my, my honorable mentions and there's not one single, single thing on here that would take, definitely not take my number one place. Um, there's a few of them that almost made my number seven, but, uh, I feel very confident with my list today.
0: There, there is um, one on here that I, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't put it on your list.
1: So is this the one that you were battling between?
0: Yes, for my number one. I do because okay. I know that you're a massive TNA mark, and I went with uh, the debut of Kurt Angle in TNA.
1: Oh, okay. I wasn't watching TNA back then.
0: Oh man, did you have you ever seen so... Kurt Angle's debut in TNA?
1: I haven't, but I'm working on it I, I i very um i i had uh i i don't have it at the moment, but I had uh the impact uh, app uh, the, the, the so I've been watching old episodes of impact from the beginning Okay.
0: how are they holding up
1: I like the old asylum days yeah. I'm a big fan of that stuff because that's when I was watching. Mm-hmm that's 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 what i used to watch during during the jerry jared yeah, days
0: yeah
1: that's when i was watching um i think they hold up very well especially you know the
0: beginning of the x division and all and that jerry stuff. lynn Loki uh, and aj styles they change the game exactly
1: you know and, and they uh and you know uh what's his name uh, ron killings was was really doing his thing back then yeah. You know, there was a lot of cool stuff in early TNA. Well,
0: let me tell you about Kurt Angle's Mm -hmm. debut in TNA because it was massive. Um, Samoa Joe was in the ring. And Samoa Joe was the monster in TNA at the time. He was undefeated. He was killing everybody. This is when Joe had that aura to him uh, where Joe's going to kill you meant something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But all of a sudden, this music hits that you've never heard before. This little siren sound. And Kurt Angle rises up to the stage like he's the Undertaker. You know what I mean? You know how Taker does that rise up? But yeah. But instead, he's got the American flag draped over his back. And he walks out, and he goes nose-to-nose with Samoa Joe. And Joe is fired up. And Angle headbutts him in the head, busts him open hard way, and lays him out with the Angle slam. It's awesome. Jesus. It's awesome. It's awesome yeah. You've got to check out Kurt Angle's debut. It is awesome. I
1: remember being very angry at Kurt Angle back then. Yeah. Uh, because, because of the way he left WWE and then, you know, made he made it sound like he was taking some time off and then he'd come back. And then all of a sudden he just appears on impact. I remember being very upset about that. So I, <laughs> I, I purposely didn't watch that for a long well, time. The
0: sad thing about Kurt Angle's impact career is that he did some incredible work in, in Impact and in TNA? Oh
1: yes, he and did. not yes, a lot of did. people
0: saw it, and that's sad because Kurt Angle had some killer matches with AJ Styles, with Mr. Kennedy, yeah. with Sting, with Samoa Joe. Uh, some of some of his best work was done in TNA, and, and nobody knows about it.
1: Um, that's very unfortunate, but but you're right.
0: Well, give me give me some more honorable mentions, Mike. Let me see how well, many. I was
1: You want to go do a really quick one off one off? I'll do one. Let's go one
0: for one. You give me your, your, I just gave you angle. Let me see what you got.
1: All right. Uh, Another one for mine was Brock
0: Lesnar. Okay. Was that now what, what was your struggle to get? uh, What were you going back and forth on your number seven? What was your hardest choice on this list? What, 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 uh, looking at your honorable mentions, what one hurts the most that you had to leave off? Oh, the Radicals. The Radicals? Okay, I've got them. I've got Brock and the Radicals on my list too. I like the way Brock came out. Um, Paul Heyman, his return from the invasion angle, they they made Brock look like a monster. And the Radicals, uh, you know what I remember the most about the Radicals' debut is the promo that Mick Foley cut backstage with them. And they were just kind of all talking in a group and Foley just looks at Eddie Guerrero and goes, Eddie, was it weird to look out into the into the crowd and actually see fans in there? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a, a nice yeah. little shot by Foley. Yeah, I like that. I've got um, I've got Santino Marella's on my list as well. I thought he was debuted very well.
1: You know what? I didn't even think of Santino, but that is a great poll. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the Milan Miracle. Yeah.
0: I- yeah. I thought the crowd was hot for him. Cool. It furthered Bobby Lashley and Omega, uh, Umaga's feud. It pissed Vince off. Vince was great in that role. I, I, I thought that yeah. he was great.
1: Yeah, I really like that, too. Uh, good good, good call on that one. Um, big
0: show. Yep, big show was great. Uh, coming through the cage and laying out Austin. Um, yeah. I'm going to go, this is kind of a cheat code, but any type of mankind persona in the wwf Mick Foley. sorry mcfoley mankind and dude love all three of them had great debuts very I true. actually very i true. actually thought that mankind was going to be uh was going to be on your list
1: M- mankind is all my honorable mentions but uh i mean his debut later that night when he attacked the undertaker was great the first time we saw him, just in a wrestling match, it was like, "Oh, okay, that guy's creepy." Yeah, yeah, I count you know? it all as the uh,
0: same thing. It was his debut night. Yeah,
1: um, about- definitely, definitely worth an honorable mention. I wouldn't move any of my top
0: seven off. One about Cactus Jacks.
1: That was a great moment. Again, you know what I mean? You know the the whole, I can't do this. You know, uh you know, but I know someone who can. Yeah. You know That's that that was a great cool. thing. It was a but great
0: promo. uh um, him and him and ahead. Triple H tore the house down in that match too, man.
1: Yeah. A hundred. And then I'm
0: even gonna give a shout out to Dude Love for that promo he cut. Hey Steve O coming and helping Austin fight Owen and the Bulldog. Mm-hmm. That might just be because I do I'm a that. mark of that time frame, you know that, so that could be why.
1: <laughs> yes. Another uh, one for me is Goldberg.
0: Yeah, Goldberg's was cool, coming out, laying out the rock. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the big one here. And, and you're going to laugh at me when I say it, but we still talk about it all these years later. Maybe not for the right reasons, but the Shockmaster, man. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. You
1: know? All right. Yeah, no, no, you might I'm a but fan that. of
0: that whole thing. I think it's awesome all right uh fuck uh aj styles oh man you know what i forgot about his debut at the rumble and I, that would have been on my yeah, yeah that's a great one that's a great one i I would have i would have had that over bischoff on on your list i think okay um i got i got a few more still how How are you hanging in
1: i got a few more yeah.
0: page Oh,
1: uh, Paige, uh, Paige! Yeah, her her main roster mm-hmm. debut the
0: is night after mean. WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, Paige debut. Yeah, yeah also another one. I'm gonna I'm gonna bang two out here. Um, Xbox the night yep. after WrestleMania had a great debut as well. Yes,
1: yes, definitely uh, definitely one I thought of too. Uh, you know, Jr. really put him over by you know fake burying him. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? Uh, got him some real good heat and. Uh, you know, it, it was a it, that was a cool moment. Uh, him coming back, um, I do count that as a debut rather than a return uh, because he came out as the X Pac character, not as the one, two, three. Okay, kid. so
0: now let me ask you how your opinion is on this one with um, with a couple with a couple guys here. Um, Scott Steiner returning as Big Papa Pump, however, on Survivor Series.
1: Hmm. I mean. I guess that was a uh, different character, but he was still Scott Yeah, Steiner. I'm gonna say
0: no on that one. Well, what about I
1: consider that okay, What a return. about the
0: debut of the Nexus as a faction? Would well, you count that?
1: I... that's been a lot of people's uh uh lists. It didn't definitely didn't make my even my honorable mention. Um I get why it did. It was a hell of an impact. They beat the fuck out of John. They tore the ring down, literally. Um it was a cool moment. I it was just kind of
0: lost on me personally. Fair. You got a couple more?
1: Yeah, I got uh well very uh very closely uh related to to Nexus uh the yeah, Shield.
0: The Shield for me that was I don't know. I mm-hmm. just thought whatever for the Shield. I was hyped to see Rollins on there as a big Tyler Blackmark. Um Yeah, they were okay. Uh, how about-
1: I've got uh I've got Shinsuke Nakamura's, uh, uh, not, not his main roster debut, but his NXT Ooh, that's debut. that's a really
0: good one. I I missed out on as well. I, I really like that one. And if you want to stick with NXT, let's talk about Adam Cole, baby. Yes, he sir. Had one. He had a good one. Uh, um, I've only got two all right. You bang them out. I got three.
1: Okay. I've got The Undertaker. Okay to talk about the Yeah, he's kinda,
0: he turned out to be okay. And then I got Ric Flair. Which which time? The big like when he came over the first time.
1: Ninety two with the big ninety two, the
0: real world right, champion. Bobby brought him in. Okay, I can I can work with that. Yeah,
1: I I always like I always loved that little thing they did on uh, whatever show it was with Wrestling Challenge or whatever it was. I I always like that.
0: Uh, I've got a few good. left. Uh, I've got Carlito. Oh yeah, they okay. debuted and took Cena out, which I thought was pretty was pretty good. Won the U.S. Yeah. title. Uh, I really enjoyed the Wyatt family's yeah. debut on the main roster when they laid out Kane. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen anything yeah. like that before. I thought it was really cool. Um, John Moxley debuting in AEW was a cool moment for them. Coming through the crowd oh, well, at uh, that double or nothing last exactly. year. Um, I don't know, and you team. might have to help me with this one. Joey Ryan, when he debuted in TNA, when he had that feud with Al Snow, with the the gut check stuff, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not going to make a list or whatever. Kevin Owens had a good one. Booker T had a good one. Uh, I'm going with my deep cut, though. My last one I have is um, Vader's debut for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, wow. Okay. So Vader debuted fighting uh, Antonio Inoki. Look at me getting names right here, by the way. Uh, he debuted in New Japan, and he squashed Inoki when Inoki was the biggest star in the company. He beat him in two, three minutes, and it, it actually caused a riot in the fans. Uh, they they lost their mind. They they really got behind Vader. So that's my that's my deep cut for the for the list.
1: Very good. Uh, one we didn't mention. I guess we have to quickly mention. Uh, it's worth mentioning John Cena's debut. Yes. Uh, facing, facing off against
0: uh, Kurt Angle, ruthless aggression. You know. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, there's there's so many to choose from. Putting that down to seven, I'd say with the exception of Bischoff, you you pretty much nailed it. I I would probably have put um Kurt Angles. <laughs>
1: and I won't lie, I'm I'm very surprised about your uh you not liking the Bischoff one. But... Yeah,
0: no, it wasn't for me. But that Pillman one you pulled out, uh, Pillman and AJ, I think were great. Uh, and you know you can also not that it would made my list, but if we're gonna mention it, Ronda Rousey's debut at the Rumble was was okay as well. Yeah, of course. A Little flat, but um, uh, I, I like the Pillman debut. I think that was my favorite one you put on the list because it caught me off guard. I, I think I would have went Pillman. AJ uh, would have been on my list for sure. But the only differences I made. Right. Well,
1: I think this is the closest we've ever been on the list. Uh, <laughs> the the
0: least heat I've gotten from my list. So far. <laughs> good. Fair enough. Until I wake up tomorrow and change my mind five times.
1: Well, speaking of lists, uh, I guess I should give you yours for next week.
0: What do you got for um, me? I'm curious.
1: Well, well this will be easy because you're already doing your research. Okay. If you're going to do your match, of the, your match of the day, you might as well make a list out of it. Next week, you're going to do the top seven best NWA champions.
0: Oh, man. You must be mad at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, you can go.
0: All the way back as you can go
1: to any promotion as long as it was the n w a champion wow so yeah, so you can you can talk about you know all the old old Crockett guys, you can go all the way right into this day with Nick Aldis. you can go over to t n a and talk about Christian Cage.
0: And I feel like as long as it's the NWA world time. I'm I'm running through my head right now and I'm not even out of the seventies yet and I've already got thirteen names. Fuck <laughs> me, man. Looks like I got uh looks like it's gonna be a stressful week for me next week.
1: But but Christian Cage is your number one though, right? Uh I don't know.
0: Can he beat uh Raven? <laughs> That's the first, that was the first name first Oh, fuck. Um, yeah you're gonna make me work next week man uh before we bring it home yes sir check us out on facebook uh counted out with the spelling of the word seven check us out on twitter and instagram count it out with the number seven um you know check us out google google Podcasts, spotify uh, apple Podcasts. give us some likes and reviews share the wealth uh we appreciate all you guys support uh thanks for listening you want to bring us home mike you got anything else you want to say and be good to each other. Be good to each other. I like
1: it. Just, just, just be good to each other. Jesus Christ. I'm going to start sounding like Ellen DeGeneres on hey, you. Hey, you know what, man? Fuck. Ellen
0: does some good shit.
1: I heard she's a horrible person. Yeah?
0: Kidding, eh?
1: <laughs> this is the stuff I've read, but uh,
0: you know, uh, I don't know her personally. I won't be smart the good but, name but... of Ellen DeGeneres on this show. <laughs> all, right. all right. Take us home, buddy. Well, uh, Take us home before the behalf... gets us.
1: Yeah, no shit. On behalf of the greatest debuts of all time, we've been counted out. Cheers. We want to know what you guys are counting. Are you counting your pennies? Are you counting the pile of bills sitting on your coffee table? Maybe you're into a decent cash flow and you're counting the amount of investment opportunities in front of you. No matter what you're counting, I've got a man that you can count on. Patrick Quanton at Freedom55 is a financial advisor that can make you feel at ease during this time of unrest and long after. He can help you figure out how to manage your money and how to prepare for future emergencies and be ready for, or even create, exciting opportunities for your financial well-being. For a free consultation with no obligations whatsoever, call 705-358-8793 or go to www.facebook.com slash patrick Advisor for more information. Patrick Cuantan at Freedom 55.